Matthew chapter 28, beginning in verse 1. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised. And he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I invite you to be seated and let us pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as scripture is read and word is proclaimed, help us hear with joy what you say to us this day in your name. Amen. Have you ever had something happen to you that wasn't planned? Certainly not, right? You've never had a surprise occur. Well, three years ago, Sunday, April 8th, I had a surprise. You see, uh, Kate was 37 weeks pregnant with Cara, and she was staying with her parents in Lake Charles because the hospital was two minutes from their house, where it was 45 minutes from where we lived in Lake Arthur at the time. And so I woke up to a typical Sunday morning by myself, which I was thinking it was going to be a typical Sunday morning, and I was getting ready for the typical Sunday morning activities, and then I got a phone call. It's Kate, and she says, um, I'm at the hospital. And I said, you're where? And she said, I haven't felt car move in a while, and I, I was concerned. And so we went to the hospital, and while, um, while here they decided to go ahead and induce. I said, who, what, where, <laughs> why? <laughs> I said, okay. So um, I think that was the shortest sermon I ever preached in my life that day. <laughs> I didn't have a Roy to, to give me any hassle about it either. <laughs> But three weeks early, <laughs> three weeks early, without plan, car of faith came early and changed our lives. I was expecting to get ready and, and, and go to church that morning and, and with the typical thoughts on my mind, and, 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 and instead, those were replaced with the thoughts of my wife and my unborn child, and it definitely wasn't my plan for the day. As many of us know, when God's involved, plans have a way of changing things. Now you can say amen, Roy. Amen. The same thing happened to the women in our scripture today. 
They had woken up that morning with a plan that involved going to the tomb where uh, they had laid Jesus before and to go and to care for his body. They arrived at the tomb expecting to find death. Instead, they were met with a change of plans. He is not here where he has been raised, is what the angel said. The empty tomb is where all of our expectations and plans end and where the grace that surpasses all understanding changes everything. When our plans change, when we get surprised, what are the typical, what's the typical range of emotions that we experience? Uneasiness? Anxiety? Antsiness? Tenseness? A sense of urgency? How about fear? Adrenaline? Sometimes anger. Well, the women approach the tomb that day down and out. They were in mourning over the death of their beloved Jesus. But they left the tomb that day running. Running with a rash of emotions. What they saw that day, the light, the white robe, what they heard, for he is not here, for he has been raised, was perhaps the most beautiful, yet most frightening, the most peaceful, yet most shocking thing that they had ever experienced. It, doesn't, it didn't necessarily make any sense to them, as sometimes our surprises don't make sense to us, but it also perhaps felt better in that moment than anything else that they had ever experienced before. While running, they were stopped dead in their tracks, however. They, had, uh, they heard his greeting first. Greetings. And when he said that, the voice was unmistakable. But could it be? Was it really he? Perhaps still dazed and confused by what they had just experienced from the angels that day and from running. They slowly moved toward the figure where the greeting came from. Then again the incomprehensible and the amazing. Perhaps not knowing how else to react other than with the greatest of humbleness, they fell to the ground, grabbed his feet, hung on for dear life, and worshipped him. And worshipped him. Then once again, the familiar voice echoed what their eyes had seen, but what their hearts were hesitant to confirm. Therefore, Jesus' response to them and to all of us, when we just can't get a grip, perhaps, on reality in the moment, Do not be afraid. Fear not. Do not be afraid. 
How many times have we needed to hear that? For just a moment, as though time were standing still, perhaps the ladies remembered the stories when he had uttered those same words before. It was a wedding in Cana when a wine shortage threatened to ruin the most important event in a young woman's life. It was in the dusty marketplace as, as he lifted up a woman from the dirt of despair and changed her life forever. It was at a tomb where his best friend and follower made his way to life again. It was when Jesus walked on the water and suddenly calmed the storm. It was on the occasion of his arrest in what had been before a tranquil garden. Those are not hollow words. Do not be afraid. For time and time again, when Jesus utters those words, it means plans are changing. And everything, everything will change along with it. At least 19 occasions, Jesus told his followers not to be afraid. But the context for each of these occasions was different. Sometimes it related to, to personal uh, uh, conditions such as illness, such as, as persecution. Others, other times it dealt with uh, uh, relational problems. Still other times described uncertainty about things that were going on, uncertainty about the future. However, in each circumstance that he told his disciples not to be afraid, Jesus' request for his followers to be unafraid accompanied a plea. A plea for the listener to refocus on God. Jesus is not saying for us to be unafraid in the sense that we need to straighten up and, and have courage and pull up our boots by our, pull up our, our, our shoes, our boots, whatever. What's the saying? Thank you. Sometimes my brain don't work. I knew that was coming. Jesus isn't saying we need to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. He is saying that we need to be unafraid in the sense that when we put all of our trust in God, when we give God our everything, even our plans, then we will have all that we need to live into this journey called life. One of my favorite Proverbs of all time is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Are you familiar with Proverbs 3, 5 and 6? It goes like this, and I memorized the King James Version. That's the verse. This was a memory verse when I was uh, in children's church. And this was one of our first memory verses ever. And Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 goes like this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall 
direct thy path. Trust in the Lord with everything. In all of our plans, even and especially the ones that change, will work out for the good of God's purpose. There's one other thing I want you to see in the scripture this morning. In the scripture, it says, I don't know if you caught this, but it caught my attention. It says, they left the tomb quickly with fear and with great joy. Can you have fear and joy at the same time? Is it possible to be scared and happy at the same time? Resurrection leaves us with fear and with great joy. Why? Why would it do that? It's because just like the ladies in that moment, just like the disciples to follow, just like all the stories to unfold, and just like for us today, the resurrection changes everything. There is joy because Christ is alive and death has been defeated. But there is fear in that since this was true, since this happened just as Jesus said it would, that must mean that everything else he said was true too. Hello? Turning the other cheek, giving our cloak, loving our enemies is what Jesus wants us to do and to reveal about God's kingdom. Then all of that must be true if the resurrection was true. There is joy because there is life and Christ is alive, but there is fear because following Jesus means that there is still hard work ahead. The journey has only just begun. Maybe this is why the resurrected Lord on that day said, Greetings, peace be with you. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of what must come. Do not be afraid of what you've just seen. We are called to turn away from our fears. Not because we necessarily need to conquer them or, or to rise above it, but because we must choose to trust that God will keep God's promise to direct our paths. We can be assured that all things will work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose because when we are working for God, it's God's path to direct. And for those of us that are on the path, it can only lead to joy. It can only lead to eternal life. There may be some stepping stones, some roadblocks on that path. But we know when we allow God to direct it, we know exactly where we're headed. Do not be afraid. What fear do we need to turn away from today? 
What fear individually do we have that we know that if we just gave it to God, allow God to direct it, then we can live into Jesus' words to not be afraid. What fears as a church, God forbid as a society, do we need to just allow God to direct? The gospel message is for us today. Jesus said, do not be afraid. How will we let God direct our path this week so that way we don't have to live in fear, but we can allow our resurrection selves make the plans that God has already directed for us? Do not be afraid. I'm in control. The words of God. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.